everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm really excited that you've decided to join us for this very special moment. You're about to receive some quality information regarding home care services for your loved ones. So get ready for your weekly insight of information, stories, and tips. Hey, hello. Uh, my name is Dr. Ebony Green, and I am the CEO and co-founder of Caregiver Support Services. We are a nonprofit organization, and we focus on providing training and support for family and frontline caregivers. And today, I am so excited to have an opportunity to speak with you about why caregivers need support. I think that in the past, when we've considered caregivers, um, we've thought about the role of caregiving being a normal function of families. Um, it's been around since probably the beginning of time that someone would care for our loved ones who have maybe special needs or to revere and care for our elders. However, there are some things that have changed in the way that our um, system, our structure, um, the, the lives that we live today that makes caregiving a little more challenging and in some cases a lot more challenging. And so we've started to identify um, that caregivers not only need the um, emotional support, but they also need services and supports like the um, programs that Right at Home offers. And I wanna tell you a few reasons why. So I'll start with the story because stories are always really nice to kind of get a visual. When I was a little girl, I lived in a small town. My grandmother had a house on one block. My aunt, who was a nurse, lived toward the end of that block. My paternal grandmother lived uh, a block away up the hill. And so I, this was when I was maybe three or four years old. And my great grandmother came to live with my grandmother for a time. My grandmother was also a nurse at the time. And I remember, or I think about how in those days, families were very near each other. I had an aunt who was a nurse, my grandmother who was a nurse, my um, paternal grandmother who lived up the hill, and they all supported one another. And so some things have changed with regard to geographical separation and other, um, other changes in society that have made caregiving more complex. So the first thing I wanna share with you is that um, caring for, so this is why caregivers need support. Caring for an elder or loved one with special needs can be complicated. So think about individuals who have really complex medical needs. And if you really had the supports that you needed, you could provide that maybe hospital 
or skilled level of care in the home. With six in 10 caregivers, or almost 58%, um, need assistance with medical or nursing tasks. So 60, almost 60% of individuals that are being cared for need assistance with medical or nursing tasks. We're often not trained for those things. So that's one reason why caregivers need support. There are times when caring for a loved one feels like it's a thankless job. So caregivers were asked in the National Alliance and AARP study um, if they had a choice in taking on the responsibility to care for their loved one, um, more than half felt that they didn't have a choice in this um, caring or their induction to caregiving. And so oftentimes what's happening is that our loved one has a need and as a family, we rally to meet that need. Now, it could be that it's a very short period of time, a year or less, and then there's a recovery period where your loved one returns to their normal functioning or semi-normal functioning. But there may be caregiving situations where your loved one or, um, or client that you're caring for is going to have these needs for an indefinite period of time. And so it's more challenging to be resilient over a longer period of time if you don't have the proper supports in place, meaning involving family. Um, also uh, making sure you have a good working relationship with agencies and organizations that can help supplement the care of your loved one. So it can feel very thank thankless because who do we get frustrated or angry with? The person that we're closest to. So oftentimes caregivers will feel that way. Family caregivers will feel that way. And then it wasn't something that they were intending on doing. And, and even if they were, maybe this is not the time that they were expecting to become a caregiver. Another reason why caregivers need support is that caregiving often occurs after a medical crisis and may not end until a loved one passes away. This was true for my mother-in-law who had um, chronic disease, um, heart disease and some other things, but was fully um, functional and able. And there was a really bad strain of the flu that happened maybe five or six years ago now. And she happened to get that really bad strain of flu on top of her already um, you know, chronic illnesses, and it shut down her entire respiratory system. And so she was on a ventilator and all of those things, and then subsequently had a stroke. So it took us a year of working together, my husband, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, my husband's grandmother, to work through the system of uh, assisted living, or excuse me, of long-term care and then home, bringing her home and receiving supplemental home care in order to then care for her ourselves um, with, a, with supplemental assistance um, to bring her home. And she had those needs that she had after leaving the long-term care facility for the remainder of her life. So you may have someone who has a 
um, who's doing fine. They have a medical crisis. And then subsequently, you're needing to provide care for a long, a long period of time. It doesn't end until your loved one passes away. And so we're always thinking too about um, not only the caregiving aspect of things, but then the grief that you may experience that can be complicated um, if you didn't have proper supports while you're caring for your loved one. The other consideration or reason why caregivers need support is that caregivers spend about 24 hours a week pro providing care for a loved one, um, with the median being 10 hours. And then about one in three provides 21 hours or more um, of care in addition to working a full-time job. So you imagine that you have your regular work week and you're doing things around that, you're providing care around those hours, but then there are things that maybe your loved one prefers that only you do, or that you need to uh, attend doctor's appointments, you know, organize uh, bills, paperwork, maybe you're, maybe you are providing some personal care, but maybe you're not. Um, 20 hours plus your additional full-time job. And then we're not adding in, in this particular um, example, the caring for children, which has been um, or has become more complex in the last uh, year and a half, two years with the global pandemic. So another reason why. And then caregiving is often a long-term commitment. It requires a long-term commitment. So on average, most folks will care for a loved one for six years or, or longer. Um, and it depends on, you know, if you're caring for an elder parent, where that might be, um, you know, a six-year uh, six average, or if you're caring for an in-law or a spouse. Um, and spousal caregivers are often older and then you are uh, caring for your loved one for you know an indefinite period of time, especially if there's a chronic um, illness. So there's a lot of reasons that we really think that caregivers, we know that caregivers need um, support. And the final reason I will add is that it can be lonely. Think about um, in this past year, how so many people have not had an opportunity to necessarily network with their friends because of the pandemic. Um, maybe you are doing things with um, Zoom and such, but the trips or the respite that you were maybe accessing, um, you're maybe not accessing that as much. And we need to have time where we're not um, only not providing the care, but we're also not ruminating or thinking or talking about the care that we're providing to our loved ones. We need to have time where we're just with our friends, just being who we are. And so without that, it can feel really lonely and isolated and you may, isolating, and you may find that you feel as though your um, social dynamics, your social relationships have changed. So I just want to share with you that um, when it comes to providing care for someone that you love, if you want to have a long-term um, effectiveness and you, and you want to make sure that your loved one is 
is definitely achieving and getting the care that he or she needs, but that also there's some level of a harmonious rhythm with the life that you intend to lead outside of that role uh, as a caregiver, that you definitely want to reach out for support. And we all say that in the caregiving advocacy um, realm, including me, we, we tell each other to take care. We tell each other to make sure that we're um, having time to do things that are going to um, in, increase and enhance our well-being. But oftentimes, caregivers don't have an idea of what that looks like. And so we have um, at Caregiver Support Services a, um, a tool, it's um, Ask Emma. It's named after my mother-in-law that I just mentioned that we cared for. She has since passed away. And Emma is, is a person that is there for you as a caregiver. Um, I know a lot of times when I had my most distressing times, it was in the middle of the night, so Emma's there. You answer questions, uh, it's a brief 27 questions, and then Emma will give you um, a tip on where you're doing well with regard to your well-being, how you're taking care of yourself. And then there are resource links to excellent resources in the community, um, nationally, internationally, that can be used anywhere. And then there's a downloadable guide that comes with each um, each outcome uh, with the caregiver support services. Ask Emma to make sure that you are caring for yourself as you care for your loved one or client. And I thank you for listening to me today. Please, if you have a moment, you have a question, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at caregiversupportservices.org and um, definitely take care. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this moment with us. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to visit our website, www.eldercaretexas.com and follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and our Spotify channel as Elder Care Texas.